The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you comfortable discussing money and your personal wealth? If not, where would you start? Is it money and your family, money and charitable contributions, or business and personal wealth? This is Conversations with Money, featuring your hosts, Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. Our show is about real people talking about money. You will develop a better understanding about your conversations with money and also hopefully develop some new habits to make conversations about money easier. Now, here is Franco and Marissa. Welcome. You're listening to Conversations with Money. I am your host, Franco Caligiuri. And I'm your host, Marissa Sepulinski. So what's our show about, uh, Marissa? <laughs> well, today we're going to be talking about buying a home. Buying a home. That definitely is a very it's a big large topic. step. <laughs> yes. Well, for many people, real estate uh, represents a very large percentage of their net worth. And for a lot of people, they, it, it's... It's quite a process, and it could be quite a challenging process. Daunting. Moving is one of the biggest stresses. I think it's in the top three stresses of our life. Well, last week we talked about uh, mortgages. Yes. And the barriers uh, that we have to to taking on debt and taking on the mortgage. Today, our guest is going to be talking about, and we're going to be talking about real estate, and also what barriers that uh, we can have when it comes to getting into the real real estate market. Right. <laughs> well, make sure that you're following us on uh, on uh, our social media uh, platforms. You can follow us on Twitter and our Twitter is at your money matters. The matters is M-A-T-T-R-S. There is no E in there. Or you can go to our website and our website is www.capitalcorefinancial.com or you can uh, like us on Facebook. And uh, you can go to Capital Core Financial, and you can also send us uh, an email uh, throughout the the show. We'd love to have you join us uh, with any questions that you may have. And the email address is info at capitalcorefinancial dot com, or love to speak with you. Uh, and you can dial in at uh, on our toll free number, which is one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. Now, our guest today is uh, Dave Collette. Dave Collette uh, is a, a real estate uh, representative, a real estate agent. And uh, Dave, uh, <laughs> what I can say about Dave is he has many, many skills, but Dave knows how to make real estate investing fun. So, Dave, welcome to the show. Hello, you two. Thank you both for having me. It's a great, uh, it's a great venue you're created here to... Uh to speak about topics that uh, may challenge us financially and in all kinds of different fields. So thanks for having me here to speak about real estate in Vancouver, popular topic. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Real estate uh, worldwide is um, definitely on people's minds, as especially in the last 20 years. Real estate prices have 
in some areas around the world have increased in value uh, many, many times over. And um, maybe we can start off by by asking you what what you see challenges are when it comes to to individuals uh, purchasing. Actually, can I can I interrupt? I want to take it back a sec. I want, want, I want Dave. Yeah, I want Dave to explain who he is and how he got into real estate because I think it it adds a little bit. We know his character. We know who he is. But I think it'd be a good point for him to share. Dave, could you mind sharing just a bit about yeah. how you got of into course. real estate and what your story is? Of course, yeah, of course. Uh, I mean the the. The motivator for me to get into real estate was that it was not bravery or even that we, uh, my wife and I, that we, we even were thinking about it. It actually was mold. Uh, we were renting a condo <laughs> down by the beach. Mold? And, uh, okay. Yeah, we were, it was mold. Yeah, it's, it, it, it will come around. Don't worry. But uh, we were renting a condo at the beach and uh, living a great life and you know, paying our rent. And we didn't even actually even have buying on the radar because we both didn't think that we made enough money or, or it would ever be possible, truthfully. Um, and, uh, we had a leak in our roof one day and I started investigating the roof and there was mold behind the walls, uh, everywhere in this apartment. So we were forced to get out and we didn't really know what to do. We were, we didn't really want to pay rent. When we started looking around, we saw the rents were so astronomical. We didn't really feel comfortable with, like, there was no value that we were getting nothing from it. So, uh, luckily my, Mm -hmm. one of my wife's good friends was a, uh, a mortgage broker and she asked us, you know, what do you think about buying? And I wasn't a realtor at the time. I was uh, a manager at a, re- a retail store. And, uh, you know, I, I made very, very average income. Uh, I didn't have very many, much savings at all. Mm-hmm. And, and so it really was never on our radar. And it, it was kind of, um, there was a lot of fear involved around that. You know, I hadn't done my taxes. And uh, I just didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was a possibility. But when I got through the fear of actually sitting down with my uh, wife's friend and she you know, looked at our income and looked at our numbers and we looked at our RSPs, which we drawed upon. We were just able to scrape into the very, very, very bottom of the market and get a one bedroom uh, in a developing area, which was at that point, uh, deep Mount Pleasant. So it was in, in the deep east side. And, you know, we had a lot of fear and, uh, we finally took the plunge and I had a wonderful realtor at the time who was a, a close friend of mine. And, uh, we did it. And we never looked back. After that first that first one bedroom we purchased, we ended up um, making a really good profit when the market uh, popped in 2007. And we had a child and rolled our profit into a, purchasing a, a two bedroom fixer upper, and then we renovated. And that really got the ball ro- the ball rolling on not only uh, being involved in the real estate market, but me becoming a realtor. Um, mm-hmm. I just found that I had a, I had a real passion for uh, the process of real estate, and I saw how much value it added to my life both financially and also in the way I felt going from being a renter to the pride that I had in being an owner. Um, and I just saw a ton of value in the whole process. And my yeah, realtor yeah, actually yeah. Challenged, challenged me to become a realtor. And I was, again, completely afraid. You know, a, a bunch of walls came up in front of me, and uh, he helped me get over the fear and become a realtor. And I'm, I've not looked back since, and that was seven years ago. So uh, I, there's a huge value to me personally in real estate. So what I'm, I'm curious when you talked about, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. When you talked about your fear of when you said the broker said to you, what do you think about buying instead of renting? When you said you got scared initially, what was the fear? Yeah. I was really scared to have my finances looked at um, because, mm-hmm. you know, at the time I was 25 years old. Uh, I hadn't done my taxes in three years. Um, 
I was really scared to sort of admit how admit how much of a a mess I was with my financial world at that time. So it was embarrassing. There was a lot of embarrassment and and shame around that. Um, and so I was scared to have someone help me because I didn't want to be seen. You know, I didn't want to uh, have it be revealed. You know, how much of a where I was at, and I didn't think much of where I was at. So getting over that first hurdle of even just being able to share where you're at financially with someone and, and ask for help. Uh, for me personally, being a pretty prideful person was tough. Um, mm-hmm. But once I did, it was amazing because I was a retail manager. I had no experience in finance. So to speak to someone that did that for a living, that was a professional that could handhold me through the process was huge. Uh, she, she, dispel, she dispelled all the fear that I had. So, um, Without her, I mean, we wouldn't we wouldn't have been able to do it. And so, having a professional in the field guide you through the process is invaluable. For us, it was, you know, Dave, to dispel you, all the myths of Dave, I can't or I, I. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Do you find that uh, to be quite common with the with the clients that you work with that are looking to purchase real estate? Do you find that uh, Do you find that a lot of people have that fear? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone, I work with many different types of buyers and sellers. And so people that are quite seasoned and have uh, owned properties in the past, not so much because they understand the process and they've been there. But I also help a lot of people that are getting into the market. And absolutely, the whole process uh, can seem too big and too overwhelming. And when you don't have a starting point, uh, it, can be, it, it can be so daunting that people just don't even consider it a possibility. So uh, when you consult a professional, you get a starting point, and then you, you figure out that, you know, when you go A, B, C, it's not so scary. Um, you make the process smaller and more attainable, little bit by bit by bit, whether that be getting ready financially, you know, saving up a deposit, um, or even looking at how you can start managing your life where you can start thinking of saving up a deposit or pulling a deposit from something else, from RSPs, you know. Just, just the ideas of how it can start are really helpful. That it is possible. So, what would you recommend, or what do you recommend to new buyers uh, that have never owned or purchased uh, real estate? What would you recommend? Are there any tips that you would you can offer, or that yeah, you would I mean, offer? I would, yeah, if it depends. For, I would always, whenever I meet with new buyers, I always ask them, have they uh, met with someone to talk about finances? Um, Because you never want to get ahead of yourself. You never want to start looking at real estate until you know what you can afford and how much that's going to cost you per month. So you can be very specific about, am I comfortable with this monthly? You know what I mean? I don't want to ever put people in situations where they're not comfortable with their monthly expenditures in terms of real estate. You know, you can stretch a little bit as long as you're okay with that, but you really have to have a good understanding of what this product is going to cost you in its entirety, from property taxes to strata fees to potential levies coming down the road for assessments like new windows or balconies. You really have to have a a good, clear idea about what that property is going to cost you monthly and if you're okay with that. Uh, So that's, that's where I always start is let's look at how much you can get approved for and if you're comfortable with spending that amount monthly. That, that's, that's the base where you should always start. So, you know, talk to a bank, talk to a mortgage professional. You know, that's what they do. Have you ever told uh, someone that they're not ready? Um, that they're not ready to purchase property 
or they shouldn't uh, be looking at it as an investment at this time? Where, you know, where I've, what I've had recently is I've had to tell someone who had owned a property, and this happens a fair amount, and they were trying to make the move up to another property that it just wasn't the right time for them. But they, they didn't, the numbers didn't make sense for them to sell their property and add more mortgage to get to a different product. They, they would end up being backwards, and it just wouldn't, uh, wouldn't make sense. If someone, I'll have meetings with people quite often mm-hmm. that are thinking about buying, and they can tell me a little bit about their financial uh, life. And I can pretty quickly say, you know, it's probably not right for you right now. Like if someone's, you know, renting uh, a property for seven fifty a month and that's uh, top dollar for them, but they have aspirations to buy a place for $420,000 and, and they're looking at, you know, $2,000 a month to maintain that property, I have to be pretty, you know, honest with them. Like if, if someone's Correct. not comfortable with yeah. yeah, you can there's no point in, in stretching yourself or being uh, so wrapped up in uh, paying for your property that you can't have a life that you know that or you're stressed to the max. I just wouldn't advise that. It's not. I mean, you, people can do what they want, but uh, you have to think about your day to day life. You know, owning a property is one thing, but do you want to have that property causing you all kinds of stress and and uh, pressure to perform or to make more money or you know? Yeah, and, be and, if, and if house you, poor, and, I yeah, believe they call it. That's right. Yeah, if you want that and you're okay with that, if that's how you operate, then that's fine. But. Uh, I think that discussion should always be had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? What do you? I'm curious. Going back to your story for a second, because I think it's quite common, and I, I mean, we've met with people before where even when, when we would bring up the conversation about renting versus zoning, and even in, for us as financial advisors, sitting down with people, a big, I've I've received from many uh, individuals before the feedback of, I just don't want to even start tearing apart. It seems so daunting, and uh, it's just it's embarrassment, it's shame, it's all sorts of things wrapped up in why they don't even want to dive into that conversation. What was it for you that was the motivating factor that said, forget it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sit down, I'm going to have this talk, you know, with the mortgage broker and I'm going to look at it and and tear this apart. Yes, I haven't done my taxes in three years. Yes, you know, I feel a little bit of shame and embarrassment around this, but I'm motivated enough to to make some steps in that direction. What was it for you that pushed you to say yes on that? Uh, well, having an amazing wife, that's for one, who was mm, uh, a lot braver okay. <laughs> having a, a lot braver than I was at the time. Um, right. You know, at that, if I, I mean, yeah, it, truthfully, I felt stuck a little bit at that point in life. And uh, I think I was fed up enough with so feeling that way. For, yeah. Yeah. I, I was looking to, to, to sort of break out of my comfort that zone. you want to change. I wanted to change, yeah. I, I knew that I was capable of more. And I knew that those things weren't going to happen unless I took some drastic action. I would just end up coasting. Um, and I right. it just felt right and we could afford it and it made sense. And it was the best thing we ever did. I mean, that, that put us on such a huge life changing path that that is the pivotal, uh, that is definitely the pivotal, pivotal moment. Yeah. It's just, life. it is it's interesting part. because it is largely, it's a an emotional limitation that oftentimes keeps us from seeing it objectively. I know you said as soon as we were able to talk about it and look, it made sense and you were on the right path. Yeah. But yeah. there's all this stuff that we get stuck on prior to even examining. Like you can have that conversation with the mortgage broker friend or whoever might be that says, have you considered owning? And, you know, so many people, the walls go up right away without even considering it. So it's interesting yeah. to hear how you were able to shift that, you know, with the support of your wife. And it sounds like you had enough motivation to make change that you were ready 
But I mean, it's an interesting conversation because I think for a lot of people, that's what keeps them when they're not, there's a very distinct point for, for a long time before someone's ready. And, you know, we can only do so much in helping people get to that point. I think if you, if they're working with the right people, the right mortgage broker, the right real estate agent, the right financial advisors, ideally as a team, we can help individuals become more comfortable with taking that next step and entering into uh, the real estate market. Yeah, I think what you, what you said is is absolutely accurate. I think when I stopped looking at people as potentially judging me and actually being mm-hmm. there to, to help me and facilitate goals, that's when it turned. I mean, I, now, you know, professionals are there for a reason. If I can use someone's expertise to help me excel in life, I'm absolutely going to do that. There's no way you can be an expert at everything. You need help. Um, so surrounding yourself with really good people that can help you achieve what you, the goals that you set forward that is that is a key factor in life on every level fitness marital uh, financial everything you need help you don't no one has all the answers you need help from other people you know it's being okay to ask for that help uh, that i think really separates the uh, the weak from the chaff or the absolutely you know, the the chaff. yeah dave we're going to be going into uh, a break here now if you're enjoying this conversation we'd love to have you join us uh you can uh, email your email? email your mm-hmm. questions at uh, info at capitalcorefinancial dot com, or you can uh, call in. Our toll free number is one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. You listen to Conversations with Money. Dave, we'll see you on the other side after a quick break. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Conversations with Money with Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at capitalcorefinancial.com. Now, back to Conversations with Money. Welcome back. Uh, You're listening to Conversations with Money. I'm your host, uh, Franco Caligiuri. And I'm your host, Marissa Sepulinski. 
Today we're talking uh, to Dave Collette, uh, who is a, a real estate uh, agent uh, in Vancouver. And Dave, um, before the break, we were talking about fears when the per- you know when it comes to purchasing uh, real estate. And you shared uh, you know some some personal information and your personal story. Now I want to ask you this question: What would you say the the biggest fear that you see? That stops couples, actually, from from getting uh, to home ownership. Back to couples. Couples, <laughs> absolutely. Now you shared your personal story. You said that your your yeah. wife was the strength that uh, that helped to to get into your first home ownership. Now, what have you experienced from from clients? And I'm assuming that you've probably dealt with hundreds of, of clients. Yeah, that, I mean, generally when people come to me, I find that they're sort of, they're, they're ready to buy. But when we get into it uh, a little bit more throughout the process, we, we develop a bit more rapport, generally it comes out that, you know, one of them was more uh, eager than the other and sort of had to drag the other along. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's always, again, a fear. Uh, when people are really open with me, generally it's to do with um, quality of life. People are afraid that, you know, the bump up in uh, paying either a mortgage at a, a higher monthly amount will ruin the quality of life. So uh, I guess I see people, one side of the couple really, really wants to make the push and is not so concerned about it. And the other side of the couple, this is man, woman, it comes either way, is very afraid of taking on more of a financial burden, I guess. So I think it really always comes down to money um, and that responsibility of having to, now pay more monthly. And so I think yeah. generally all, the fear is always about uh, climbing that ladder financially, being responsible for owing more money monthly, and will they be able to handle it? Will they be able to rise to the occasion? And I think that's yeah, well, always the biggest fear. Now, one, one party is always a bit braver in that respect. Dave, I just want to stop you for a second on when you talked about one party. Do you notice a distinct... Like, how do you notice the difference between men and women? I'm curious. Is it would you generalize that one it leans more towards um, risk? How do you, how do you notice that they approach it differently, or do they? Well, Dave, just say that men men make better decisions when it comes to real estate decisions. Just say it, Dave. What I have learned in in my uh, short life uh, is that women are generally smarter and more often right. Yes. Uh, and I, and I, I'm not, you know what, I'm not it's, saying that to kiss hey, listen, any butts. I, your wife isn't listening to this right now, okay? No, but no, no. Truthfully, the women are usually the driving force behind taking that step. I don't, yeah, I got to say that's sort of the general tone, that the women are, you know, what, I feel like once a, a, a female has made up their mind to tackle that goal, it's going to happen. And I don't want to say men are more passive about it, but when it's the coupling, yeah, usually I feel like the woman is the driving force. If I, have to, if I have to generalize, I mean, every situation is obviously different, but if I just sort of think broad stroke, yeah, mostly the woman is the driving force and the man is like, yeah, I'm excited to do this, but I think I'm in contact more with the female half of the couples on average. You know what I mean? Like it's mostly, uh, yeah, I think that's on average, it's mostly the woman's side that's, uh, that's, driving, the, that's driving the program. Do you, do you find that, uh, I need to ask this question, do you find that men tend to take on more than than what uh, can be afforded. Yeah, I see that every now and then. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of jumping before they're ready. Yeah, 
I'm not, maybe women are a bit more pragmatic with their decision making, and I mean, it's a huge generalization, and men might be uh, a little bit more spontaneous. But I don't know. I, I think when you when you help someone at the beginning of a process, you might get the vibe right away before they met with a broker or their bank that they're you know they want to really just tackle and jump in and get a place. But you kind of have to always rein everybody in to to being. Um, smart about it and looking at the finances closely because it's not something you can just jump into. It's the biggest purchase of your life and to being quite diligent about it. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a very safe realtor in the sense that I don't want to put someone in above their head and I don't want to call someone in six months and have them go, you know, I can't afford this. I want I have to sell. I, I'm not interested in that. So how do you ensure that? Do, how do you, how uh, do you, what do you do to make sure that you're not getting them in above their head? Well, I mean, I'm going to have them meet with someone who's going to give them the dollars and cents based on their income of how much they're going to pay a month. And if, and then we have to go out and have a serious conversation about is, how is that going to really look on a month-by-month basis? Can they hack it, you know? And they have to be honest. And uh, It's always going to boil down to their own decision. But, you know, if someone's stressed out at paying $1,000 rent and they want to start paying $2,500 a month mortgage. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna be like, really? Are you really, you really want to do that? You know, um, if it's a matter of you know a couple hundred bucks, most people, I'd say, go for it. A couple hundred dollars, you can do. You know, stop drinking lattes every day. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. It's definitely something that we discuss when we start looking at the numbers over on our end for sure. Yeah. And what when you're dealing with uh, a couple, what do you find that uh, men and women fight about when it comes to home ownership? I'm sure the list well, is probably about quite the large. actual the actual home and product itself. Yeah, the process. The um, I don't know if you're privy to those those uh, yeah, discussions, I don't, but you know, I don't really I don't really witness too many domestics right in front of me. You know, when people are uh, having arguments, they, they generally I think keep it for closed doors. But um, what do I see people disagree about? Uh, location. Um, layout is huge. I find couples fight about the layout. Like it will be really, it will be perfect for one person and not at all for the other. And that's always really difficult because, you know, you'll, the couple will be there and one half of the couple will be like, this is perfect. I love it. And then you leave, you know, you, you go out the door and the other side goes, I hate it. It's not right for me at all. And then I'm like, well, that's not something I can really, you know, I can, it's not something I can really tell you either way. You, you two have to go and have a copy and see whether it's going to fly for your life or not, right? But, you know, you can see tensions rise up when one person really likes it and the other person's not interested at all. And then usually if it was the woman that likes it, it's going to happen. <laughs> so if, if, if you do find that uh, they're in a disagreement, what would you recommend that they, the couple do? Well, they're going to they're gonna have to... I mean, what I always recommend with properties, if you're on the fence about anything at all is you have to really go away from the situation. You know, you can't, you don't want to be making split-second decisions right on the spot. You should go away, go home, have a really good discussion about what your actual day-in, day-out activities will look like in that space. You know, getting up in the morning, brushing your teeth, getting ready for work, you know, coming home from work, making dinner, going to bed. Is there enough separation between the living room and the bedroom for one person to actually sleep while the other one wants to stay up? Run through your day to day in there and see if it's going to work. You know, don't don't get caught up in the in the fantasy of you know the energy of buying a new home. Be very very realistic about your day to day life. Will that space work? 
you know, and that tends to sort people out. That's actually a very good uh, suggestion. Uh, I really like that because uh, I, I can't imagine that many people actually taking that much time to really go through that process. Uh, I remember when we first, my wife and I first bought our property. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. And I mean, when my wife and I first bought our property, it was location, really. That's all we really thought of and, and, uh, and the price. But to go through, for example, if we would have uh, known uh, how much mess that uh, the, the very large trees that we have surrounding our properties would make, uh, we wouldn't have bought the property. Uh, or even right. just the space and the size for a growing family. <laughs> the, our space is very large and open, but uh, there's not a lot of privacy. So these are things that sometimes you won't be able to consider, but the more that you can really put on the table and discuss, I, that's why I really like what you suggested because it really gets you to to draw, put on paper, think about what you want, what's your ideal living lifestyle, and, and and, and just like we said, the bedroom from the living room, how the distance, how far away it is. Um, do you have two sinks or one sink? One sink uh, can definitely cause a lot of arguments. I'm running late. I need to use the bathroom. <laughs> two bathrooms is That's key. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, the reality is, you know, people buy real estate very quickly. And in Vancouver, you know, the market can be so aggressive here sometimes that, yes, you don't have a lot of time sometimes to jump on a property. But, you know, you're also purchasing a huge, huge item. I mean, this is the largest purchase most people will ever make. So there should be some really deep consideration, especially if it's going to be a a primary, like a living residence on how this is going to facilitate your day-to-day life, you know? Not just the dream of sitting on your patio with a glass of wine looking at the view, but the real, you know, the meat and potatoes of your life. How is it going to work for that? The unromantic. You're right, because in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Well, because in Vancouver, just what you're saying, in Vancouver, it, it is common to get uh, or be in, entering into uh, a real estate purchase that can uh, cause you to have a $800,000 mortgage. That's right. Very easy. For a lot of people, yeah. that that's if, <laughs> it's very difficult to fathom uh, in some parts of the world to, to be carrying an $800,000 debt that you have to pay over a very significant uh, uh, period of time in your lifetime. In some cases, it could be 25 to 30 years before you're able to pay off that mortgage. That's right. So with that, it, and that's why it's very, very crucial, important, just what you, what you said, is, is really think about what you're buying and think about any potential arguments that can come out of, of the real estate purchase. Now, if I can ask, ask you and, and, and if we can talk about investing in real estate as an investment because a lot yeah, of uh, individuals here in Vancouver, Taibo Vancouver, I mean, it's been a, a very distinct uh, reality for a lot of people, but even around the world, uh, purchasing real estate as an investment uh, definitely is, is, is uh, quite uh, sought after. So what would you say to people that are looking to, to purchase real estate um, as an investment? What emotional uh, be, be things should people consider? about your purchase. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, in, people mm-hmm. who are looking to, uh, to buy investment properties in Vancouver uh, have to be very, very, very savvy about what they're doing, especially, you know, with prices being what they are. Um, 
you know, one assessment on a building, and by assessment I mean, uh, you know, say you buy in a building as a rental property, and the next thing you know, the whole exterior cladding of the building needs to be redone, and you're the uh, investment investment owner, and now you're getting hit with a $50,000 bill for the exterior cladding. Well, there goes any equity. I mean, there, there goes your investment, right? Uh, or if you buy an older building and all of a sudden they change the rental right. bylaws to not allow rentals anymore, well... Now you're stuck with a, a property, you, you know, you potentially can't rent out if your tenant ever wants to leave. So there are... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, if I'll share as well. Right, and, and I know, Dave, you helped me in my own personal... When I, when I asked you and I inquired, should I buy in a specific area that was older, but by the beach, but I, I, I wanted to live there. And I, I remember how quick you came back to share with me uh, if you're looking, let's look at an investment property in a different area, newer buildings, concrete, where you won't have to deal with the older buildings, with the water, with all of the stuff that we're dealing with in the older buildings. Uh, you know, they had the rain screening and, and the framing. So you said, get into concrete, get into an area that's up and coming, but it just wasn't really the area I want to live in. So that's it ended right. up being rent in the older area and buy and get a tenant in to cover the mortgage in the new area. Do you want to speak a little bit about that? I've had a lot of people ask me about that, say, well, I'll just rent here. But, I mean, get into the market. Absolutely. So Kitsilano, right? Kitsilano is a – I mean, I grew up in Kitsilano. I grew up on Fifth and Maple. So uh, it's a beautiful place to live. And the lifestyle there is is second to none. It's fantastic. But what you see in Kitsilano also is a lot of low-rise wood frame older buildings from the 70s, right? So, uh, you know, these buildings are Mm -hmm. now starting to deal with new roofs, new piping, uh, parkade membranes failing, new balconies, exterior cladding, all the big ticket items that I talk about with first time home buyers when they're looking but to buy they're an right by property. the beach with amazing views. I know, I know. But so let me okay, well, let me <laughs> let me put it to you this way. Let's say, for instance, that you just scrape up enough money for a down payment on a on a three hundred and seventy thousand dollar one bedroom condo down by the beach, and it's thirty years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, you tell me, look, I've, I've just saved my twenty thousand dollars. I'm really excited, mm-hmm. and uh, let's just say I don't ask, I don't talk to you about anything in terms of the building's health or anything like that. I just put you in the building, and you're super happy. And then all of a sudden, a year later, at a council meeting, it comes up that they need to do a rain screen or or a new roof. Let's say, let's be really realistic, a new roof, and your portion is eight thousand dollars, and you're you know you are fine with your mortgage, but you don't have an extra eight thousand dollars. Uh, or maybe you just had an extra $8,000 and now your savings are wiped out. Uh, how are you going to feel right. about that? I mean, those are things that you have to think about when you're buying an older product. What systems uh, are going to be coming up in the next you know, two to ten years? Um, so when you're talking about an investment property, if that comes up, you may be able to afford it as the owner, but it might really, really hurt your equity. And it might really, really, um, it might make you negative in that property, meaning that you're now you know, at a loss and you, you just wiped away you know, your profit. So if I'm looking for an investment property, I'd love to get something you know, that's concrete, that's newer, a smaller footprint where I'm not going to be hit with any assessments, where the rent yields are really high. So for me, I look at you know, Chinatown's, a really emerging neighborhood with uh, newer concrete buildings that you know, rent one bedrooms renting between 1650 and 1800 and the purchase price is under $400,000. So to me, that's a, that's a no-brainer. You're a couple hundred dollars negative, possibly, but it's a very safe investment, and that area is only going to get better with so much development there. So, um, yeah, when you look yeah, at the, the word I'm hearing that you're totally saying is safe. 
Mm-hmm. Dave, and yes, and Dave. and I remember when you explained that to me, Dave. When you when when we had that chat, and you said to me, "Okay, if you want to get if you want to do this in the market, and you want to look at it as real estate investment opportunity, get into the more East Van area, the area that's up and coming, that's developing, that has an opportunity to appreciate." And the word you kept using that stood out, and you might have only used it once, but you said safe. And I remember thinking, and I don't know if it's a female thing that we look more for safety and security, which from from what I understand we do, but. That was the attractive piece to me that right away it made sense. Find a safe building. It's newer. It's concrete. I won't have to deal with all the stuff that, you know, I would have been dealing with in kits. And it's an opportunity to get some appreciation and a tenant in there to cover, to pay my mortgage. So, yeah, yeah, I'm glad that you were able to help me see that. Well, we're we're coming into uh, another break here. I want to keep chatting about this after the break. We well, you know we will. <laughs> we got Dave still. We will break. be back. <laughs> Absolutely, right. Dave. If people want to uh, check you out, uh, do you have a website that people can go to? Yeah, you bet. It's uh, www.davecollette.ca, and that's D A V E C O L L E T T E, and that's my website, my personal website, and uh, I'm always available for questions for anybody. Great. Uh, as we go into uh, a break, uh, I encourage everybody to check Dave out uh, on his website. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, if you want to check uh, Marissa and I out, you can go to our uh, website too, which is www.capitalcorefinancial.com. And you, there's a little promotional video too that you'll be able to see. So we'll see you on the other side of the break. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Conversations with Money. With Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. To reach our show today, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to info at capitalcorefinancial.com. Now, back to Conversations with Money. 
and we're back. Uh, we hope that uh, you were able to go over to Dave's uh, website and be able to check him out. Now, before the break, uh, we were we've covered a lot of different uh, different uh, things, uh, and and also we we've explored the challenges, emotional challenges that people can uh, encounter when they're looking to purchase a property. Uh, Dave, uh, I'd like to, to continue on looking at and exploring the, the challenges that people have when it comes to building their wealth and using real estate. Because real estate is definitely a very large portion or it can represent a very large proportion of one's net worth and, and also their, their wealth. And uh, we've seen it. I'm sure you've probably seen it too, where a lot of people, they, because of their beliefs or myths or, or roadblocks, emotional roadblocks that come up, they really can limit themselves on using real estate to build their wealth. Yeah, I mean, that's a thing that that's uh, all you said, see yourself. That's true. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. When you know, it's it's a daunting task, and you know, there's so many reasons that it is daunting. When people look to add value to their real estate, you know, some people think about renovations, um, and, and, and you know, with HGTV and uh, all these shows, it's it's made to look very easy, uh, but it can be, that can be a big challenge. And, um, I think it just comes down to really a lack of knowing. I mean, when you're not involved in a field, uh, it's scary to jump into a different field, especially when you, when you're a full, you have a full-time job somewhere else, you don't have a lot of time. Maybe you have children, you have responsibilities and to then jump into a whole other field of, you know, now I'm going to become a flipper or try and, you know, a, a real estate speculator. That's scary. Um, and it's not for, and it's not for the uneducated, you know what I mean? Like real estate isn't super easy. You do need guidance. You know what I mean? I, my realtor at the time when my, when my wife and I were buying was excellent at really, 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 um, holding us back when we need to be held back and pushing us forward when we needed to be pushed. Uh, one, one of the greatest things that he passed on to me, which I love because my wife and I, uh, started renovating properties was. On our very first renovation, we bought in quite a dodgy area because it was the, it was the only place that we could afford to buy a two-bedroom. Um, and we had these grand plans to renovate. We were, we were flipping our equity from our first place, and we, we made quite a bit of equity from our sale, and we were going to put all of it into this reno. And uh, my realtor at the time, it was a very, very smart guy. He said, you know, you have to renovate for the neighborhood. And at that time, that neighborhood was not yielding uh, really high sales for real estate, and and uh, we would have we would have greatly over renovated. You know, we would have put in way too high in appliances, way too high in countertops, flooring. We would have just gone too far, where we would have never seen a return. So just by him saying, "Do not over renovate for the neighborhood," you know, he probably saved us twenty, thirty thousand dollars cash because we changed our whole game plan. You know, so. Just from one sentence from our realtor at the time, you know, we could have saved me twenty grand uh, because I just didn't know. We just thought, you know, we're going to go in, we're going to we're going to make it look beautiful, um, and he saved us a lot of money just with some great advice. So you need help. I mean, you need guidance from people that do it, that are, that are doing it all day, every day as their job. You know, that's really good advice, and um, I'm glad that you bring that up because a lot of times we tend to get give into the emotional part of. Of real estate, um, I've heard the advice of uh, looking at 100 properties before you actually purchase one. That way, it gives you a greater sense. 
I looked at about nine times. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Well, it, it, it really removes. Yeah. It really removes a lot of the emotional aspects uh, that we can have. And uh, when, we're, when we are buying real estate or condo uh, pre-built, uh, a lot of times it's, it's uh, sold on uh, the, the glitzy, the, the shiny new thing and, and the potential views that can have. And, and you pay a premium for that. But if you actually approached it... Uh, not as an impulse buy. Not as an impulse your buy. $1.99 Tic Tacs at the grocery store when you're paying for your groceries. <laughs> right, I'll take that. I'll take, <laughs> yeah. I'll take two. No, I, I mean, it, it, I, it boggles my mind when I hear about people only seeing two or three properties and making a decision on a whim. It's, uh, yes, maybe I didn't need to see 95 properties. Maybe that was a bit excessive. But I, it gave me so much information and data as to what is out there. The greatest scope. And, yeah, and then that's, I mean, going back to you were talking about, you know, getting the information to diffuse, uh, this is how I summed up what we just talked about, getting information to diffuse that fear. The lack of knowing is what produces the fear that keeps us from entering into the market. If you go yeah. out there, get the information, and I've said this to friends before, just go look at a bunch of places. Get to know what's out there, what the numbers are like. Start to get clear on what you want. Are, is stainless steel appliances a break, breaking point for you? You know, what do you need? Is it the fireplace? That, is it yeah, the two bathrooms? Is it the that's a big challenge mm-hmm. of, the, of this job? Is that everyone is so unique and has such a unique process mm-hmm. as to how they approach the purchasing of real estate that you know some people are highly emotional and they need to have an emotional connection to the property, and some people are the exact reverse. It has to make complete sense numbers wise. So there there are people at every point in the spectrum, and everyone needs to be treated with the respect that their process needs. You know what I mean? Like I, I could never brush stroke uh, any one client in any particular way. Everyone has a unique set of needs that have to be addressed for them to feel comfortable, and that's my job, is to look at everyone as an individual and address their specific needs in the process, whether that's seeing 100 properties or talking for five hours about buying real estate. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't really matter. Everyone's so very different. Uh, and, and I've seen all kinds of different people that I just try and approach every single person as an individual with a unique point of view and a unique starting point. So they should really get to know who they are. So when they are looking to enter into a purchase, they understand what their needs are then and that's how right, they yeah. can go about purchasing property. Yeah, and that's funny yeah. actually because Dave, that's very much so. When I when I started working with you, Dave, personally uh, for my property, it was I remember I met with you and three other realtors, which I knew that were all great. But the difference for me, the the reason I wanted to work with you, uh, was largely because of the personal touch and the fact that I felt like you listened to me as what my goals are, what home meant to me, and what you know, what the emotional ties were and we could be clear with each other, but also be objective. And you took the time to know me and hear me out, which I think is really important, especially, especially female and Franco knows this. I like to talk it out and I'd like to be heard and you listen to me. And, and I think that's really an important point because we get into Franco's rolling his eyes at me right now. <laughs> she does like to talk a lot. And I think our listeners actually have come to learn that. I've been quite this one no but i think i i think in seller buying a, it's it's what the dialogue that needs to be had with the realtor the mortgage broker and the financial advisor it's not just a transaction yeah it's 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 a whole team approach it's not just the 
real estate, working with the real estate agent. But um, I do think, though, it's important to recognize. I do think, and I think research supports that women are more. There is a more emotional component to it for women than for men. I think it is more of a transaction for men in general. I don't. You might not agree, but I think women. It is more of a process emotionally. So I think it's really important to make sure to really get to know each person that you're working with as there are different emotional needs. Yeah, no, absolutely. The I would say that men tend to look at also the overall costs, like the property taxes, the maintenance costs. Um, I think, uh, Dave, you can, uh, you can support uh, what I'm saying here, that Stat or or studies have shown, or or the recommendation is to uh, set aside ten percent of the overall market value of your home for for annual renovations. Yeah, um, if you can do that, that's, a million that's, that's a that's fantastic. Yeah, you're you're ahead of the game if you're doing mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. Well, I think yeah, but me, how many people actually about, do that? All I can say about uh, you know helping people in real estate is that I think everyone wants to be heard, and everyone wants to feel taken care of, and that means different things to everybody. And so it's addressing what you need to, what you need for me to feel taken care of. You know, I mean that that's the bottom line. And everyone will need something different. And so if I don't listen to you and I don't get a grasp of where you're coming from as an individual, then I can't understand how to help you properly and how to make you feel taken care of. So um, I think every job is the same way. Every service job, and essentially I'm a person who's in a service industry that I can't address someone's needs and wants and desires and help them with their life plan if, if, it, if it involves real estate. If I don't know where they're coming from and what they need. So uh, I think that's a pretty basic human thing that we all kind of want. We all want to be heard and we all want to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I and I think that's what... That. Yeah. And, and you know what, Dave, I think you do a great job. And I remember with selling my place when you, you heard me very quickly when one of the subjects was to fix a mirrored door that had a little crack on the handle and, <laughs> and that needed to happen. And, and you look and you said to me when I was just thinking, how am I going to fix this? And I was at work and I was managing and juggling multiple things. And you said, do you want me to take care of this? And I remember the moment when you said that and just thinking to myself, yes, thank you. Just take care of this. Yeah, and it's, it's just, not, it's I think in any transaction. Yeah, that little thing in that, yeah, you know, and yeah. we had, it, it was, that little thing could be a really big hiccup. And I'm like, you know what? It doesn't need to be. So let's just take it off your plate. I'll just get it done. And then it's over with. You know what I mean? Um, it's not worth the stress. Yeah, the more you can you take off the plate, the more you can take off the client's plate, the better. And from, from coming from somebody who's got multiple things always on, on going on and a gazillion things. And I feel like I have 10 open tabs in my head at all, all times. If you can close <laughs> some of those for me and take on. Thank you. Thank you. And I will of work course, with you yeah. forever because it, it makes well, my life it. easier. That's so. great. I mean, that, that's what I want. I want you to be happy and, and feel taken. That's, that's, that's it. You know what I mean? We're going we're gonna to achieve your goal. And, and if uh, getting a mirror fixed is in the way of that, well, that's an easy thing to get <laughs> yeah. off the plate. Let's get, yeah, yeah, it's easy. Dave, uh, we're coming uh, towards the end of the show. And uh, if you were to, to, to offer, or if we can ask you just top three tips that, that you would offer anybody purchasing or getting to the real estate uh, market, what would those three tips be? Uh, well, first, I mean, uh, the, the, my first rule would be 100%. My first tip would be to sit down with a, you're a bank or a mortgage broker first off before you do anything and get ready to buy. So 
know how much you're approved for and what that, that approval is going to cost you per month, a concrete number, and then decide whether that's something that you can live with and, and survive with and thrive with and feel good about. So once you've got that off your plate, then you must pick a good realtor. Um, what a good realtor is will be different to lots of different people. I would interview a bunch of realtors. That's what I would say. You spend a lot of time with the yeah, realtor. Yeah, that's what I did. I met with like five. Yeah, with five, yeah. You spend a lot of time together. So uh, you want to make sure that the realtor has specificity when it comes to where you want to buy. Um, do you know what I mean? So like make sure the realtor understands the nuts and bolts of where you want to buy inside and out. So not just that, you know, they've done a, couple, a little bit of work there, but that, that they really understand that area. Um, you know, if right. someone asked me to work in Coquitlam, I, I feel of no value. You know what I mean? I, I don't have any right. knowledge of Coquitlam. I don't work there. You know, work with a professional in that neighborhood. And, you know, I'll, I'll be happy to help you find someone in that neighborhood, but I just don't work there, so there's no point in using me. So specificity of knowledge. A realtor should know the area you want to buy in intimately and have worked there a fair amount. Uh, okay. well, another could be take your time. Don't feel pressured. If you're a first time home buyer, you're, you're probably renting somewhere. You're probably in a month to month. Don't rush it. It's, you only get to be a first time home buyer once. Don't rush it. It's a golden opportunity to make the right move, to buy the right product, to be a stepping stone, to really, really have some value down the road. So do not rush real estate's like buses. If you miss a property, there's always one coming down right behind it. So do not rush. Take your Perfect. time. Don't feel pressured. A realtor should never make you feel pressured. That's perfect. Thank you, Dave. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today and being a, a, a guest with us. Uh, I'm sure that uh, I, we got a lot uh, out of today and we really enjoyed uh, talking to you. I think one of the big points that we're all realizing is real estate could be an amazing investment opportunity if done properly and if you don't approach it as an impulse buy. It's not the Tic Tacs. Look at this. Align yourself with the right people. Get to know them. Be honest. Be Communicate what your goals are and what you're looking for. Get the information so that it takes away all of the fear that's keeping us from getting into the market. Now, who's uh, we have a guest uh, next week. Yes, we've got uh, yeah, Julie Bear on next week. She has her own business. She's an entrepreneur that's hit some failures and learned along the ways. Started. Uh, she's got some good lessons. I'm excited to chat with her about on air. Perfect. Well, make sure that uh, you're following us on Twitter. Our Twitter is at Your Money Matters. There is no E in the matters. So you can go to our website, www.capitalcorefinancial.com, or like us on Facebook, which is Capital Core Financial. Thank you again, Dave. Uh, Dave Collette has been our guest today. Dave, thank you again for your time. We really appreciate your insights. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the you show. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week. Please join Franco Calajuri and Marissa Sipolinski again for another edition of Conversations with Money next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wealthy week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 